Hey everyone, welcome to That Triathlon Life podcast, episode number one. I'm Paula Findlay. I'm Eric Lagerstrom. And we have our good friend Nick Goldston as the mediator of this conversation. <laughs> who's... I'm like the uh, the ref in a boxing match here. Yes, yes. Just try to separate yeah. you guys when it Basic- gets too heated. Basically, what we thought was that if Paul and I were just talking, we might miss some things that you know were not obvious or whatever. So Nick's here to like ask real time questions as the as the everyman in triathlon. Yeah, it's like when they say, "Oh, you know, when you just go for like a a nice easy run at seven thirty pace." And I'm the one that has to say, like, that ain't easy for everybody. Yes, you're more a realistic uh, example. What we're doing now is we're trying out podcasting. We obviously have the vlog, which I'm sure a lot of you who are listening now already watch. And Eric and I are both pro triathletes. But we thought it would be cool to start a vlog or start a podcast so we can answer some of your questions that we've been asked on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, Nick is actually a very accomplished musician, Grammy nominee, and he's helping yeah, us with baby. a lot of the audio logistics. Also a triathlete. Also a triathlete. But podcasting, uh, you want the sound quality to be, to be good. So Nick's kind of handling that side of it and really helping us out with that. So hopefully it sounds super I pro. sprinkle some magic on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah re- really, we've thought about doing a podcast and talked about it as a far out concept for a while. But Nick is the one to thank for this actually happening. He'll be editing it. And he pushed us over the brink to at least have a little call here and talk and see what happened. I feel like I incepted this idea into Eric's mind like a year ago and it has slowly infected his brain until <laughs> a week ago. He's like, bro, we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, we should do yeah, a That's podcast. a great idea. <laughs> so the format, we want to keep it pretty casual, kind of have a conversation because when the three of us talk, we're really freaking hilarious. So hopefully you guys think that too. <laughs> yeah, according to us, we're freaking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else thinks we're hilarious. <laughs> exactly. But... Also sharing some knowledge at the same time. We've both been doing triathlon for 15 years, Nick, a little less than that, but still a long time. So we have a lot of experience. We can share basically tips on everything. Doesn't even have to be triathlon related. Could be dog related, could be music related, could be coffee related. So send your questions our way post episode and we can hammer into some of those. That email address for now is going to be that triathlon life brand at gmail.com. Yeah. We, we, we may change it eventually, but that's what it's going to be. And, and to be clear, Paula will be answering those emails. There's not a... <laughs> we don't have <laughs> we a secretary. Are you saying you didn't hire someone? <laughs> the, the, the Doesn't email, that happen sometimes? Yeah. Don't people like message in on Instagram? They're like, they're like expecting to talk to some employee and yes. it's just like Paula by well, the they'll, fire. They'll like email and be like, my package is lost. I don't know what's going on. Like who sent it? And Paula will be like, hi, it's Paula. And they're like, oh, I, I mean, it's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> don't, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I am, I am customer service on TTL. I'm pretty good at it too. I think you crush it. You do great. Yeah. Um, learning on the job. So like, I, I think it'd be sweet if we just like set the stage here for like what exactly what's going on. Like Nick, you're, you're down in Tucson at the moment, which we're not in Tucson this year, but that's right. like becoming the new triathlon hotspot. It's a hub. Are you, um, are you like, you swimming with Lionel? Are you doing like Mount <laughs> yeah, Lemon reps with Long? F- I'm trying to give him a few tips uh, for Lionel, and then I'm trying to get Sam's mileage up because I feel like he doesn't run quite enough. So no, that's true. You know, those 26 mile training runs are just not going to cut it. He needs to up that. Those are rookie numbers. Uh, no, I'm not. But Talbot, uh, you know, we're we're all friends with Talbot. Uh, Talbot's supposed to be here at some point, and I'm trying to at least hang out with him for a bit while he's here. Um, but yeah, Lionel is. I think he's in Oro Valley. Mm-hmm. The first week I was here, I was up in a place called Oracle, and now I'm in like Tucson proper. 
and Oro Valley is right between those two. It's right near Mount Lemmon. You can kind of see the backside of it. And it's, it seems really beautiful, but when I drove by it, I was kind of surprised that Lionel was there. It's, it's kind of like no man's land a bit. Dude, I, I think that's why he likes it. It's just out there. There's like nothing to get distracted with. He's just like on a training compound and like their roads are pretty open on that side. I'd say the only downside to being in Oro Valley is it's quite a drive or a long ride on the bike path to get to the base of Mount Lemon. It, it for sure is. I, I feel like I kind of assumed that anywhere you were in Tucson, it's like, yeah, Mount Lemon's right there. It's going to be like 15 minutes away. It's like, it can be like 45 minutes yeah. away to the base of that road. Yeah, it's pretty far just to get out there, but it makes it easy to do a three or four hour ride in, in Tucson because you're commuting out to the mountain. But I think uh, Oro Valley's good because it's close to the pool, which is Simon. Or, I don't know why we're talking about Lionel so much right now, but we're five minutes in. We're already talking about Lionel. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the pool is, and he swims with Aqua Bear. So. Right. Eric and I usually set up camp in Tucson for at least a few months in the winter, but we recently bought a house in Bend. And although it's winter here and it's snowing, we are recently very serious skiers. So we're not going to Tucson because you can't ski in Tucson. <laughs> very, very serious skiers. Uh, yeah, I wish... I, I wish I could agree, except on the mountain bike ride I went on the other day, it was tons of snow at the top, at, which I was not yeah. hoping for. Yeah, there is snow in Tucson. Have you gone after my uh, QOM yet at Mount Lemmon? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm trying to, my goal just is to kidding. do exactly twice the time that you did. <laughs> I'll probably still have to die, turn myself inside out to do it. No, I, that was a joke, but there is snow at the top. It got really cold last year when we were doing it, so. Yeah, you have to pack a jacket for the way down, for sure. Well, that's when I did, I, so I did the backside of Mount Lemon, which was, it used to be the only road up there. It's a dirt road. I did it on a full suspension mountain bike, which probably wasn't the best tool for the job, but I did it there and got to the top and it was so much snow and so much mud. And then I, I, I looked later and no one had done it yet in the past like three weeks on Strava. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is not the time of year to do that <laughs> ride. Yeah. I think Heather and Wadi do that in the middle of summer, but not in the winter. Apparently there's a race. There's like a gravel race that goes up to the, up the back, up to the oh, top. Damn. Ooh, that'd be epic. Sign me up. Yeah. It took me about six hours. So not the, I don't know. It was pretty gnarly. <laughs> 6,400 feet of climbing was more than I was hoping for. I yeah, think. that's a lot. Wow. Oh man. Well, right on. Um, so we're here in Bend. There's, there's not actually snow on the ground or anything, but like just to fit, wrap up our what's going on right now situation. We just came from Lindsay's house, Lindsay Corbin, and we just filmed a, our first Hazel and Blue special for the vlog. So this Sunday, which is probably the Sunday past when I podcast comes out. We're going to have a very awesome cooking show with Lindsay Corbin. People don't know what Hazel and Blue is, though. Hazel and Blue is Lindsay's um, cooking platform, I guess. She makes recipes. She takes beautiful photos and posts them on her Instagram, Hazel and Blue. So it's a little bit of cross-promotion, like we're putting her on uh, DTL, hoping her followers see us, we see them. Well, she's She's near and dear to our hearts, right? Like, oh, she's, she's a really good friend of ours. Yeah, we see them like three times a day, and the dogs are best friends. So, it yeah. just was not. It was a natural fit. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably once we get done here, we'll jump on Strava or, or Zwift, and we'll go for a little bike ride, and then we'll probably meet up for a dog date, and then we'll have the dinner that we cooked, which is magnificent. Yeah, we're, we're like we're we're banding together to train in the winter time and make it through and with positive vibes right now. Well, the other nice thing is that you guys are into skiing, but she can do the skiing too, 
right? And she's actually she's a really a good skier. She <laughs> is a ski champion. Yeah. yeah. It, go watch the, the our January 1st video from when we, oh, we so skied good. together. Like, racer, yeah. race status. So a lot of people are asking, like, why are you staying in Bend when the weather's not optimal? And my philosophy on winter training is that it's really nice to have seasons because it forces you to build slowly into the season. And at least for me, like my key races are not till the summertime. So if I was like living in Australia or even in Tucson right now, training for five or six hours a day, I feel like my chances of getting injured or burnt out or whatever by the summer is pretty high. I totally understand going all in right now for people that are racing St. George in May, but for people like Eric and I, who's, you know, our most important races aren't till later. I think the winter really allows you to slowly build into your fitness and in fun ways too, by doing a bit of skiing and cross country skiing. Yeah. It's also like really important to weigh uh, like the difference in, in, in like stress level between being at home and yeah, you're riding on the trainer indoors versus like having to find a place to stay in Tucson and pay that rent and bring your trainer down there and figure out the pool situation, figure out what routes are best from the door and everything like that can be like a couple of weeks before you really feel like you're in a routine and it's low stress again. So yeah. Speaking of routines, we were talking about that the other day and we're, we have such a good routine here. We know the pool is always available. We swim at eight with a good group every day. We have our trainers set up so we can walk out to the garage and they're ready to go. And yeah, the setup time to get that all dialed in a different city is just a, a huge obstacle. And part of the reason we moved to Bend is because we love it here and we want to be here. So yeah. we're sticking it out for the winter, at least for what now. What is the pool situation there? Like how many people per lane? Do you have to book it in advance? Do no, you just show up great. and jump in? No, right now it's just open to anyone. And not a lot of people swim in the winter here. It's, they put the bubble on the pool. So it's usually an outdoor pool, uh, but it's indoor in the winter. Uh, and always get a lane to ourselves. So it's pretty luxurious. That's right. I normally, for people who don't know, I live in Santa Monica and it is very rare. I have to book it four days in advance mm. and it has to be like at odd times of the day and you definitely are not getting the lane it's to yourself. Still, you got to call like the state that. department. You got to ask it the governor worse. for permission. Yeah. <laughs> I need a, le- a letter from Biden saying that I'm good to swim. Yeah. So it's still, I'm surprised it's still like that though. Since. It's not as bad as it was before. Like oh. it, it was so bad at the beginning that uh, there would be days where I just, it's like if I'm swimming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I, I wouldn't be able to swim Monday or Wednesday. Wow. Like I would be there. You would have to wake up at 7 a.m. to book the time. Even if you were at 70000, it would book up and you wouldn't have a lane. And then, then you would still have to share it. That's crazy. Holly Lawrence actually messaged me a few weeks ago asking if we were going for camp anywhere because the pool is difficult in Santa Monica. And I was mm. like, really? I can't believe the pool is still difficult. You're welcome to come to Bend, but it's snowing. <laughs> she she swims at the pool I swim at yeah. sometimes. I think usually she swims somewhere else, but I've seen... Uh, it's just a great location at Santa Monica College and it's really... It's outdoors. The pool's really nice, so people want to swim there all the time. Yeah. So even if you're not a triathlete, yeah. Yeah, even if you're not a triathlete, yeah, yeah. exactly. What are, do we have? Some questions we could ask each other to fill the fill the time. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nick, come up with questions. <laughs> okay, you ready? This is one that Eric sent me yesterday. He's like, "This is one I get a lot. Is that a GoPro? What settings are they? <laughs> is that a GoPro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of espresso machine do you have? That's a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we, we definitely get. I definitely get a fair amount of questions on like the camera settings and like right. what GoPro is that you have the ten is that you know, and t- to be honest, like um, 
I've still gotten kind of into this new GoPro has a 360 camera. I, I won it doing this downhill sort of downhill mountain bike race thing. And I wouldn't have bought it otherwise, but since I had it for free, I've been trying it out. And so oh, I didn't realize you won it. Yeah. Wait, was that the one that you had your full face on and you had that big drop that you took the picture of? Yeah. Full face and spandex. Oh, that's awesome. So I, like this guy's <laughs> what a, what a, what a kook. And then you end up doing well. Well, I won the uphill part. There was like a two minute climb. I won that. I didn't win the downhill, but uh, classic triathlon. I got third overall. <laughs> that's great. No, yeah, that's really great. No, it was super fun. But but anyway, you, you can use that in such a way that it just uses one of the two lenses that the 360 camera has, and it keeps it really, really stable and the horizon level and stuff on one side. So when I ski, when we're skiing, it's like all I can do to just you know stay upright and point the camera in generally the right direction. And, um, that is actually like, that's kind of a little bit of a hack that not a lot of people know right now. So it's like, it's called hero mode, right? Yes. Hero mode on the GoPro max. Right. So yeah, if, if you just need like ultimate dummy proof, that's, that's the way to go. But so when you do that, do you not have access to the footage from the other camera? Like it, it fully no. is only recording on one side? Fully just recording one side, but then it's, you oh, don't yeah. have to worry about it. Like a traditional 360 camera, you'd have to do this extra editing step to, So that's what I was going to ask you. When you, can you just, dro- if you just drop that footage into Final Cut, for example, does it, what does it look like? Is it even usable? So Final Cut is a, is like iMovie. It's a video editing software that I use to edit the vlog. And, and yeah, when I pull that stuff off of the, uh, off of the camera, it looks really good straight away. I might change the color Uh on it a little bit, but, um, for the most part, that's the, like where I put my focus on video stuff these days is anything that will make the process faster. It doesn't necessarily need to look way better. It just needs to like be doable so that we can keep training and and not let the video stuff get in the way of training too much. And still put out an episode a week, right? That's, it's. That's still a kind of a crazy thing to be able to do while still having being a pro triathlete, trying to train, having the brand, creating new products. You know, Paul is doing the customer service stuff, but it's like it's constant. And you and have then a dog just like, too. and now we have a podcast. So now so we yeah. now we podcast. Let's add to it. <laughs> Nick's like, Pile it on. <laughs> and just so everyone knows, this is take two of the podcast in twelve hours because these boys weren't happy with the first take. So. <laughs> Just so you all know, this is like a huge. Well, it was just commit. me and Eric singing '80s jams, and Paula thought maybe that's not the right yeah. thing to do. No, the first one was a little bit too formal and Q and A style, which I think we naturally get into when there's a microphone in front of us and someone's asking us questions. But we really, our goal for this is to keep it a little bit more conversational because, like I said, we're very funny, and if you're just answering <laughs> questions. It's not as interesting. So yeah, I think our, after the first one, I messaged Nick and I was like, "That podcast sounded too much like a podcast. We need to relax." I'm like, "I'm like, excuse me." <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, I think what'll make a big difference is when we have people and Eric, you and I were talking about this. When we have people asking questions that aren't from us, you yeah. Know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. We so uh, this this first one we're just getting going, but ideally, like we'll get a couple questions this week from people that listen to this, and we'll be able to answer them. And and um, yeah. Hopefully, help somebody learn something through this. Well, whole process. let me ask you a selfish question here. Since I'm in Tucson for another week and I need to ride a mountain bike ride this afternoon, where would you recommend for someone of uh, medium fitness to go have fun for like an hour and a half? I know you guys have never brought your mountain bikes here, but maybe you have some. Uh, the info? bike path. That's all there is. The bike path. Paul Spoken is very like negative. a true Paula Finley. <laughs> so Tucson, yes, to be fair, Tucson is very much about the bike path. It's like a hundred mile bike path that circumvents the city, basically. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. And like the nice thing about it, you can pretty much go have an AirPod in. I say an AirPod. And 
and like just cruise around and listen to a podcast and not really have to worry about cars or anything for this podcast is what you should be listening to uh, for hours, right? You can just like, you can do that. Uh, we, yeah, but we don't really know much about, about the mountain bike situation, but I think kind of like, uh, Ooh, what's that Tortolita preserve, like that sort of I direction, honeybee Canyon. That. We've right. read, we've run there and I think you can like mountain bike at honeybee. Yeah. Canyon. Go to honeybee Canyon. It's a bit and of a Sabino, drive, you though. guys were saying too, you can, it's not a mountain bike, but that paved road goes all the way up. That is a very um, cool road ride. Yeah. Some days yeah. of the week you can ride your bike up, but cars aren't allowed and it's Yeah. Not Wednesday scenic. and Friday. I think yeah. I, I saw that yesterday. And right now there's so much water that, uh, there's like a bunch of places where water actually runs over the road. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very adventurous. So wait, where's Flynn right now? Why is he not on the podcast contributing? <laughs> He, he he's exhausted from squeaking his toy nonstop during the hazel and blue <laughs> cooking show. Classic, perfect so timing. Apologize to everybody who watched that and broke the speakers on their TV. At yeah. least the Corbins also have a dog. It's funny because Jimmy. Jimmy has a a bin of toys. Jimmy's the Corbin's dog. Jimmy is the Corbin's dog. And every time Flynn goes over to their house, which is pretty often, it's like Christmas morning because he's like, right. "Wow, these are all new toys." Brings every single toy downstairs, like all twenty of them. So it's kind of a zoo, but they have such a good time. So, so, so how, how often do you guys work out with Lindsay? Or, I mean, I realize that most of your relationship is you're just hanging out, but Paula, yeah. how, like how many times a week do you, or month do we, you work out with we Lindsay? We swim, swim with Lindsay at five days a week. And then a lot of the time is spent just like commiserating about the workouts we have upcoming and then doing them separately. <laughs> so uh, we're like, oh, I have two hours of drive. How much can we all relate to that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think when it gets warmer out, we can actually ride outside. We we end up training together a lot more. But Zwift season is a solo mission. Uh, and then just knowing that she's on Zwift as well makes it easier. Yeah, we we swim together pretty much all the time. Our our mo is that like our swim coach Paulo, our, our triathlon coach Paulo, gives pretty specific swim workouts and cares about them. And most triathlon coaches are like, as just long as you swim. go to the pool. So it's just yeah. like I think everybody like Heather for a while, and Anna Lindsay has like probably written on our schedule like swim with Eric and Paula, and then we'll right. we'll like go try to swim with like the masters group occasionally, so we don't have to bring the swim workout and get a little bit of a surprise. But it's it's an awesome little crew that we have. What do you think the chances of your coach Paolo listening to this podcast out of zero to a million? Zero. <laughs> Pro- probably pretty close to zero. He oh, he man. doesn't watch our YouTube show at all unless somebody tells him he was in it or something like that. He's um he just tolerates our, our media presence and knows that it oh, is I, I don't even know. think he would watch it if he was in it. I think he's like so not about it yeah. in such a funny way. Yeah, he'll like roll his eyes big time at like if he yeah. even hears that we tried a podcast. But I think he re- also realizes that social media is like part of the job these days. That's how we oh yeah make a lot of our living. So yeah, like, as much as he cringes about it, it's it's tolerated. Yeah, I mean for us anyway, and and like people who like just the year of COVID was, was a really, really hard time for any professional triathlete. And for us having the show to be accountable, to do something every week and like it helped actually build our value for sponsors in terms of um, exposure and everything. Like if we didn't have that at all, like there, I know there's a lot of people that had a really, really hard time financially and just motivationally getting through that whole period. So it's, it is good to have something that's a little bit tangential that isn't just training that can um, yeah build build your brand and just give you something to, to do. Well, we were talking about this <clears throat> recently. We were talking about how for most people, 
uh, triathlons a, a nice escape from their jobs and their life because it's so objective and you can, things are very measured. And when you do the same race a year later and you go faster, it's just, just, it's just proof that you're putting in hard work and it's working out. And I feel like a lot of age groupers, we like that, but for you guys, it's, it's the exact opposite. You yeah. have this objectivity present in your life perpetually. And the show is a way to, to do something that's not objective. That's more abstract and artistic. It's yeah. like, it's it, how much do you feel like that is part of why you enjoy it and not just another way to keep yourself financially afloat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't start it initially at all with financial means in mind. I mean, if, if we were to put our YouTube income out into the public space, I think some people would, would cry on our behalf <laughs> for, the, for the amount of hours that we put in relative to how many yeah. pennies you get per view. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty dismal, but it, like you're a hundred percent, right? Like triathlon, we've been doing it long enough that we, we obviously love it. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing it, but it is our job to a certain extent. And those first few years you're in triathlon, you get really quick gains and it's really exciting. But then you like the, the, the rate at which you improve and stuff later in your career is much, much slower, much less exciting. And, and then, yeah, having the, having the show to work on, having our, our brand, being able to design a t-shirt and just talk to people on the internet and hopefully at races is a great, yeah, little escape from that, the frustration that you could be feeling of not getting a little bit faster this week or just being tired and doing your job. Man, that reminds me of, when we went to St. George, um, and it was, I think, the first time that you guys had done a race since the show had become really, really popular. Okay, I just want to back up one second and say we went to St. George. Nick is like our our groupie slash road help slash <laughs> cheerleader. Like cheerleader. Like we bring, serenades us with his guitar. Every race that we've <laughs> brought Nick to and he stayed in the house with us has gone super well. I That's got seven. True. Now it is. I got seventh at uh, World Championships, and then the next one you came to Oceanside. Paula won that one. That's so true. you just, you set a good vibe. Continue with your That's story. True. Well, I try, I try. It's, and it's obviously extremely fun for me to see what it's like having done races myself to see, I mean, people listening, you guys would not imagine how different their race week is than ours. I mean, it's, it's constant. They go from thing to thing to thing, still have to get workouts in and then have to be like cool, calm and collected enough on race day to do well. It's wild. Yeah. We're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Pile it on, layer it on thick. But bro. what were you going to say about St. George? Oh, I was, I was going to say um, the first time since the show had done well. Yeah. And in the work that I do, I'm sometimes around people who have a, a very big fan base, but it's a very different kind of fan base than triathletes. Like every one of these people that came up to you guys, no one was like, Full on fangirling, yeah. But they all knew who you were, and They're they, like relating it, it, they to felt us. like you guys were friends already, you know. And, yeah. you, and you've never seen them, or even maybe even read their name ever, yeah. Um, you know. But people come up to you and they say, "Oh, hey, Eric." And in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, these people know each other, right?" But it's not. It's just like there's yes. this sense of community in, in triathlon that I think that's another really really fun part about the show is that you go to as you two, you go to these races. And not only do you two have this like sense of community, but other people with like that triathlon life gear, they see each other and they're like, okay, we're part of the same tribe too. Yeah. Right? Like you get it just like how I get it. Yeah. And creating something like that is really cool. And the fact that it comes from sport is it's kind of a f funny birth of that, but it's, it's such a cool marriage of the two things. Yeah. That's kind of ultimately what we did it for in the first place. And maybe not to the extent that it's grown, that wasn't our intention, but um, you're right. It's totally the sense of community and less to be 
celebrities at races. Like we want people to feel like they can approach us. And I think the style of our videos, how we're pretty honest about things and casual in a lot of ways does make people feel like they know us and can come up and have a conversation at a race, which we kind of have to control a little bit, like pre-race day, our time and manage our energy, but we, we absolutely love it. And honestly, it makes up for if you have a bad race, seeing everyone and seeing all the TTL gear, it's like, okay, we have a purpose that's kind of bigger than just winning. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like if you saw Trixie on the street, you know, you'd be like losing right. your mind because she's so famous. That's, that's, that's not that's, us. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking of is when yeah. I'm, I'm with uh, one of my best friends is, is a recording artist and a drag queen. And I, I produce a lot of our music and when we go around in public, that when people see her and recognize her, it's not like when people see and recognize you. Yeah. It's it's an overwhelming, like they feel like they just saw, a, uh, I don't know. Trixie Mattel. Like a unicorn or like <laughs> It's amazing. God. They scream and yell and they're hysterical and they come over and they like try to take a picture, but they're like fumbling with their phone because they're so like shaken up by it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Different it's, fans. It's very strange. But the funny thing is that Trixie is just as calm as you guys are when people, it's just like, it's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah. She just deals with it. I love Trixie. Wow. That's- Can we get her on the pod? Oh my God, of course. <laughs> she, you know, it's funny. She has her own podcast with another drag queen, Katya, and I made the music for the, for the podcast on that. Oh, so yeah? I feel like I could leverage that somehow. Be like, listen, I did this for you. Now you come on my podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'll I'll be curious if this moment, if there's like one person who's having an oh my gosh that, that we're talking about <laughs> like, this moment. There the, we know that those people are out there. The the Venn diagram of Trixie Mattel fans and TTL fans are two circles that are like miles apart from yeah, each other. Exactly. But sometimes exactly. there's someone who knows both and they're yeah. like, What is happening yeah. right now? <laughs> the drag the drag queen. Fans and the triathlon fans are not, not the same. Usually no overlap No there. overlap. Very funny. Yeah. It's like me and and three other people. Yes. And me. I'm a Tracy Paula, Paula and Eric being the t- being two yeah. of the three other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, but you know what? Trixie's a, Trixie always, Trixie has TTL gear that she wears on yeah. runs and like posts them on her Instagram where she has like over 2 million followers of. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes people will comment and be like, oh my God, how do you know what the TTL is? Yeah. My worlds are colliding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. No, I think, I think she would do it. She's really, I got her into running and she loves, loves running that. More than her family. What was her thing? She posted on Strava. She's like, I love running more than my friends and family. She ran more miles than I did last year. She ran over a thousand miles. Yeah. I'm so impressed by her running. And she has like, I don't know, a hundred Strava followers and 2 million Instagram followers. So I just follow her on Strava. Give her the likes on Strava. A little more exclusive, you know. Way more exclusive. And I actually love how we didn't have an outline for this podcast, but we've been talking about Trixie for five minutes. Yeah. We talked well, about Lionel. You know, we talked about Lionel for five minutes. <laughs> we talked about Trixie for five minutes. <laughs> this is the podcast where we don't talk about us at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I was going to ask you one thing. Uh, for you guys, is Lindsay still focusing on full distance? Lindsay Corbin, Ironman champion. Is she still focusing on like full distance stuff? And if so, like, do you... Does it is it weird when you guys do stuff together or seventy point three and full distance close enough where it doesn't really matter if if the specificity isn't bang on? I would I would say it's not it's not that hard. Like some days she'll have six hour rides and on um, no situation like 
it's just not going to work. But someday she'll have like a middle distance ride, four hours, you know, that's got like no structure to it. And we'll maybe have a three and a half hour ride and we just step it up a half hour to make sure that we can go together, or, you know, that, that kind of a thing. Or we'll jump in for the first part of her long ride. Um, but like, as far as like the quality sessions, there's, there's almost no quality sessions that overlap. She's right. got like three by 40 minutes and we've got like right. oh two by 15. Maybe. But swimming is swimming. So we can all swim together and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I like swimming is swimming. You sound a lot like most of the coaches Eric was talking about. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to the pool. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like, you're fine. okay, for, for the, on the bike, you're going to go two and a half minutes at this many watts and 30 seconds at this many watts. I don't care what you do in the pool. Just go swim. <laughs> I'm very lucky. The plan that I follow, which is not like a, I, I don't have a coach. It's just like one of the ones you can buy on Training Peaks. All the swim stuff is super structured, which for me, I totally need that. Because if you tell me just go out and swim 3K, I 500 and I'm just like, it's been two hours. Yeah, you got to have the structure. Oh, dude, structure. for sure. I mean, we we bring the swim workout and everything. but So like there's, there's still structure, but... Absolutely no oh, one out there. Like, if you can, if you can just go and swim 4K straight, like, wow, good for you. But oh, so you're saying even these pros that don't have their coaches prescribe workouts, they are designing some for themselves. They're just, I think they're just saying go swim with the masters group. If, if you're swimming with okay, a group, okay. like it's going to have some structure, and as long as you're in there for like four plus kilometers, it's going to be okay. Right. You just need some like general fitness. Okay. To to wrap up this pod, number one. Um, I have three sort of quick fire questions for each of you Ooh, and you wow. just have to Paula, answer them. Paula coming in ready, yeah. unexpected <laughs> player two has entered the match. Wow. And quick fire, like they don't have to be one word, but I don't want you to think about it. And I don't want you to drag on cause we want to okay. wrap it up quick. Great. So great. Love it. This is okay. curveball. Eric, first one's for you. Describe to a six year old what your job is. <laughs> <laughs> Run fast. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, I I play all day for a living. Yeah, pretty because like that's what six year olds do, right? They swim and they bike and they run. Yeah, you're like very in the moment. So that's like, how if they you define see your play. bike. If you see your bike sitting there, you go ride your bike. If you just want to run across the street, get a ball, you do that. Just you're just playing all day. Yeah, playing all day, making movies. Yeah. Okay, Nick. What are three words that describe you the best? Um, optimistic. Motivated. Mm, this is two words, but easily excited. Excitable. Golden retriever. Excitable, yeah. Nick is a golden, yeah, golden retriever. I'm a golden retriever, except <laughs> Eric thinks golden retrievers are dumb, so. That's true. <laughs> Maybe they're that's not why he dumb. likes me. He's like, oh, they're this just, idiot. They're, they're so in the moment that yeah. they can't, like, there's no long term thinking that can fit in <laughs> there. Just right now, right just now, like right now, right now. Pleasure candy. machine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of relate to that a little bit, maybe to a fault where I'm always trying to have fun. It's a great way to be. To a good time. It's a great way to be. Yeah, you open yourself up to maybe a little disappointment or getting like screwed sometimes. But it's like right. It's just pure. Just be in the moment. Wait, okay. Paula. What about you? You you and this three is words. dragging on. <laughs> this is These dragging are quick on. fire questions. Two words. Okay. 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 Sorry. So sorry. What, Eric? You're next. What is your most most unhealthy habit? We all like to be healthy. What's your most unhealthy habit? Obsessiveness. I agree. Like once once I start on a thing, even if it's late or I miss a meal, like I just can't stop until it's done. It's like very ADD or ADHD ish. Uh, Nick, next question for you. This is a hard one because you're so talented. But what is a talent you wish you had that you don't have? Oh man, 
Or are you just totally happy with your level? No, of- I, I, I mean, I'm very content with myself, but I have many, many shortcomings. But if I, if I had to pick something, I think like mental organization for me to be organized, I have to write stuff down mm. and follow it. And without that, I kind of, I can just lose an entire day. Yeah. That's, that isn't, I mean, that's Agreed. not unusual though. I feel like I'm like that too. I feel you. Need to write things down, but it's not a bad yeah. thing. Check I have them a, off. I have a, Actually, I yeah, and I just a horrible memory. Like yes, I don't even know where I am right now. What? Why am I? Why is there a microphone in front of me? <laughs> it's because you're a golden retriever. You forgot. Question. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Again, S- golden retriever. Right. Eric, right. Eric, what is your favorite meal of the day? That's Flynn barking in the background. The next meal of the day is his favorite meal of the day. It's always twenty minutes <laughs> away. Um, yeah. probably breakfast. Totally. Why yeah. don't you Why don't you enlighten the the, the TTL nation here? What your breakfast is because you have a concoction of cereals that you yeah right now experiment with right now the baseline the the bottom of the cereal bowl is Quaker oats oatmeal squares the next level is Rice Krispies the next level is a concoction of granola that Paula just puts into the granola bin and I take out of the granola bin and then we magically got, then we got some flax seeds and we got some raisins. So that's five layer cereal. It is a cereal. Patented Eric Lagerstrom. Cereal parfait. Wow. Cereal parfait. Oh, and, and yeah, almond milk or oat milk, whatever's in the fridge. Right. You know what? I'm so excited that Flynn's barking because it means that my package is here, which is my new cross country skis. So Ooh. perfect timing, mailman. So are we going? No, biking? I have one more question for, for Nick, which is a hilarious question because I already know the answer. How Uh-oh. often do you talk to strangers? Oh my God! Every time you I see may, a I may have the I may have the record in the United States. I'm not sure. We're like walking. Record, we're like walking through Walmart in in Tucson, or like not not Tucson. We're walking through Walmart in um, St. George, and Nick is like, we can't get out of there because Nick's just talking to every person. <laughs> like, oh, do you like the? You, I love those red apples. Those are the greatest apples, yeah. aren't they? And I'm like, dude, geez, like, it's your it's what, one of your best qualities. I wish I was more like that, being able to just talk to anyone and be engaging like if we ever bring nick to dinner with friends i never have to worry about him <laughs> yeah i don't have to worry about tell my girlfriend because it's one of her least favorite traits about me because we can't go anywhere without you talking to people it's definitely it's definitely one of my favorite things in life personally is just talking to strangers yes have, having watched you in action you are so good about being interested in whatever it is like yeah. if it's a motorcycle carburetor if it's like rooftop farming you are so good at making that like you seem genuinely interested. Well, yeah, so that, that, that's that the I secret. think the, that's what's easy is that when someone else is excited about something, I get excited about it. So I don't have to fake it. I, I pretty much any topic I think if someone's really excited about it, I want to hear about it. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. That is a great way to end this, I think. Yeah. Like just be interested in what other people have to say. Be a good listener. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> submit submit your questions, preferably fun yeah, questions. Once again, that email is that triathlon life brand at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Yeah, submit the questions so we don't have to just rapid fire Google questions and thank you guys. Well, this episode one, I think it, our idea is to do like maybe once every two weeks. Yeah, but we'll see yeah. how this goes and see what it feels like. See what the uh, see how the see how TTL Nash responds to <laughs> it. Okay. Is there a way to see on podcasts how many listens you get? Similar to Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah. we'll be tracking that. Yeah. Basically, we just we need some sort of a positive response on this before we try to stumble through it again, embarrassingly. Yeah. So just you know, we'll know. Just Venmo me, and that's how we'll know that it's doing. <laughs> However much money is in Nick's Venmo account, that's how we'll know. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. Thank you, guys. For listening. Thanks for oh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace. Ciao. Later.